0: Well, good morning. Welcome to worship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our Holy Gospel today is from the 13th chapter of Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time... Men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know the summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the sun, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening, or at midday, or at midnight, or at rooster's crow at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, be alert. The gospel of our Lord. I invite you to pray with me the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In light of this Holy Spirit prayer that we pray each week, I I read something in my devotional readings this week by Father Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan priest. And I found it to be helpful in my understanding of why I pray this prayer on a regular basis. And I just want to take a few minutes to share some of his thoughts with you he writes that without a constant infusion of the Holy Spirit, without a constant desire and trust, Lord, give me your Holy Spirit. Which is another way of saying, come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. He says, without that constant infusion of the Holy Spirit, we all close down. And then he kind of emphatically says, with exclamation marks, We do! We all close down. He says it's the nature of life to circle around to the smaller and smaller self. To take fewer and fewer risks and to never go outside of our comfort zone of people who are just like us. And then he implores us. He says... Friends and siblings of Christ, don't do that! I don't know how forceful a Franciscan priest can be when they say that, but it's in exclamation marks. And then he just simply lays it out this way. He says, we're all going to be gone in a few years. We're all going to be gone in a few years. And he says, we only have one chance to live this life of love. You only got the one chance. And he says, every day is a lesson in love. Learning how not to bind up ourselves or our neighbors, but in fact, to free ourselves and others. And then he further writes, he says, Jesus has our backs and we are Jesus' emissaries. He reminds us of the words from St. Mother Teresa, who basically said, we are the only hands, the only feet, the only eyes, the only ears that Jesus has. And he concludes his writing by saying that Jesus has handed over the mission and the mystery and the wonder of the realm of God to each and every one of us. And so, I I, I read that to you to just simply encourage you to keep on praying. Keep on praying for the infusion of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Don't allow yourselves to close down. Keep on praying. Come, Holy Spirit. We're all going to be gone in just a few years. And we only have this chance to live this life of love once. I just, I just found that to be helpful in, in my daily devotional life and how I pray this Holy Spirit prayer on a regular basis. Hopefully you'll find that to be helpful too. Today and most of this month, the entire month of December, is a transition for us. Most of the world today simply sees today as another day. It's just December 3rd for most of the world. But in the Christian life, in our lives, those of us especially who observe the liturgical calendar year, this is the beginning of a new year. And of course, it has a name, Advent. And I don't know, I think think I've shared this with you before. The word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus. And in its simplest form, it means coming. Advent means coming. And when I think about the word Advent in this season, I think of other words, too, that are associated with that whole idea of coming. Words for me like anticipation, expectation, waiting, all of those different types of words um, speak to me, and they all speak to me a sense of hopefulness. Because when we, when, we have, when we have a sense of anticipation, we have a sense of expectation, and we're eagerly waiting, there's always a sense of hopefulness. And yet, you know, it's also interesting that I, I have always felt and I've always thought it was kind of odd and kind of strange that we start off each Advent season with a biblical passage that has this apocalyptic message or feel to it. It doesn't matter which liturgical year it is, if it's year A, B, or C, every single year at the first Sunday of Lent, all of the passages start off with this sense of the apocalyptic. And I've, 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 I kind of wonder why that is. And I, I, don't have, I don't have a good answer for you other than because today is the, the, the theme of hope and because ultimately, one of, our, one of our Christian hopes is that Jesus will eventually come again. That, there, that that's, that's something that Jesus told us that would, would happen. And in a certain sense, that was one of Jesus' prophecies to us, that he would come again. And so there is this, I think this is, a, a hope, again, another, one of the most hopeful signs. It shouldn't necessarily be seen as something that's, something that we should fear or be scared of happening. Someone else who's kind of helped me in this whole process of thinking about this is Professor Carolyn Lewis. She's a professor at Luther Seminary in St. Paul. She's actually the, new, she's the professor of preaching there. And one of the things that she poses to us is a question that got me thinking this week. Um, and And it has a lot to do with how I'm formulating this sermon today. She says, what will we do, what will we do when we begin to realize fully, I'm not sure how we do that, but she says, what will we do when we begin to realize fully that the worship of God should be that which gives meaning to time here and now? And that that question really stuck with me this week. What will we do when we realize fully that the worship of God should be that which gives meaning to time here and now? And as I thought about that, it occurred to me that the only reason why you and I have apocalyptic texts, that the only reason why apocalyptic expectations are even a part of our life is because of Jesus coming into the world. I mean, think about it. If God had not come through the incarnate person of Jesus Christ, Christianity itself would not even exist. Have you ever thought about that recently at all that the reason why Christianity even exists at all is because of Jesus Christ? If God had not come into the world in the person of Jesus Christ, who or what would you have faith in? Well, you'd probably still have faith in God. But that means then that we would all still be direct descendants of Abraham, right? Maybe the whole entire world would be of the Jewish faith if, it was, if, if Jesus never came into the world. The, the, we would all still be direct descendants of Abraham. If Jesus Christ had not come into the world... What would give you and me meaning to our time here and now? I mean, I think Carolyn Lewis is on to something. She says, I mean, when when she asks, and, and, and when we ask ourselves, what or who is it that gives us meaning, who or what is it that gives us purpose in this life, in this time that we have here and now, the answer is Jesus Christ. The reason why you and I come here and gather together is because of the Advent, because of the coming of Christ into the world. And think about it for a minute. We would not be doing any of this worship. We wouldn't be doing any of this worship. We wouldn't have any of these church seasons of Advent or Christmas or Epiphany or Lent or Easter or Pentecost if it were not for the fact that God came into the world in the person of Jesus Christ. We would not have any kind of resurrection hope or promise if it were not for Jesus Christ. We would not have an expectation or a sense or an anticipation that Christ is going to come again if it were not for Jesus Christ. We would not be praying or asking for the Holy Spirit to come into our lives if it were not for Jesus Christ. Have I made my point clear? I guess that's another way of saying Jesus is the reason for the season, right? Oh, that's one of those old cliches things. But it's true. Jesus is the reason why we even have faith at all. It's the thing Jesus is the is is the reason why we have purpose, the reason why we have meaning in this time that we have. And when we come to this full realization that our lives and our life of faith is only made possible because of the advent of Christ in the world, it reminds us that our time here is not our own time. That our lives revolve around God's time. And Carolyn Lewis makes a nice assertion about that. She says, our time is oriented by God's time. Always has been and always will be, she says. She says, God entered into our time, and when God entered into our time in the person of Jesus Christ, it forever changed things because God decided to live and spend time with us in the life of Jesus Christ. And because God did that, it forever altered what time really means for us. And Jesus was very clear. just going to make a little transition here now. Jesus was very clear that there will be a second coming. But he was also very clear when he said, About that day or hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And for me, when I hear that, when I hear Jesus say that, for, for me, that's a game changer. It's a game changer in the sense that for me and my faith walk, he also says that we, should need, we need to stay awake, that we need to stay alert. And for me, staying awake and staying alert means asking myself the question each and every day. And this is how I stay alert, and this is how I stay awake in the faith. And that is is that each and every day I ask myself, what gives meaning to time here and now, today, for me? And I'm, I'm throwing that out to a suggestion for you. What gives meaning to time here and now for you? And the answer to that question is the fact that God lived time with us in the person of Jesus Christ, that God brought the kingdom of God near to us in the person of Jesus Christ, and that he taught us what it means to love, and he lived amongst us, and he showed us what grace is all about. He extended and showed what mercy is all about, what compassion is all about. He lived a life of humbleness, he lived a life that was centered around meekness and he taught us how to forgive. And if it wasn't for Jesus dying and overcoming death in the grave and rising from the dead, you and I wouldn't have a resurrection life or a resurrection hope. And yet that is one of the things that keeps me awake and keeps me alert every single day of my life, knowing that the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is, Is what makes it possible for me to have meaning in this world and in this time that I have. Or as Carolyn Lewis has succinctly said, God lived time with us, forever altering what time really means. Every day is another Advent day. Every day is another Advent day. It's another day of God in Christ through the gift of the Spirit. God just keeps coming. God just keeps showing up. And the Holy Spirit's presence that keeps showing up, inspires us, coaxes us. Coaxes us. Is, is that, is, can you say that? Coax, coaxes, coaxes, coaxes us. Yeah, that's almost a tongue twister. Maybe I, I, I debated whether I should use that word. The Holy Spirit's present inspires us, coaxes, and nudges us to say, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. And the only reason why we can even speak or think the name of Jesus is because God John 3:16 God loved the world so much that he became one of us in the person of Jesus. He taught us and showed us love and he modeled love. He showed us what God's love is. And Jesus coming gives meaning to our time, our time here and now. It is his love that keeps us awake, keeps us alert. And it's all gift. It's all gift. Not even our own, it's not, not, not even our time is our own time. Our time is oriented by God's time, always has been, always will be. God entered into our time, forever changing it. God lived time with us through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, forever altering what time really means for us. And so today we pray again Come, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus. Today is another gifted day to live the life of love that Jesus taught us to live. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. I invite you to join me now as we pray together the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace amen Amen. hallelujah go in peace and tell what god has done thanks Thanks be be to God. god hallelujah